bit late coming on. Um, I was doing some fitness tests, and you'll probably be asking yourself, why is a 54-year-old doing fitness tests halfway through the season? So my daughter is going off to America to play hockey on a hockey scholarship, and she's got to do all these testings. So one of the tests is, well, I thought it was the bleep test. Have you done something called the yo-yo test? No. Anyway, no so, so rather stupidly, I thought, right, we'll do the beep test. So we did the beep test, and I think I got to about 11, and I thought I was having a cardiac arrest. And then my daughter told me that the beep test was not the right beep test. So with that, the next day, we had to do this thing called a yo-yo test, which is 25 metres, and then you get a five to 10 second rest, and then you've just got to keep going. Anyway, the, the cricketers love this. And apparently um, there's something on, on the, uh, the internet that say that I think New Zealand, you've got to get to 20. Um, I think India, you had to get to, to get into the Indian team. You had to get a minimum of, I think, 18. And I think the Pakistan team was something like 19. So I'm pleased to say that I made the Indian team. I was nowhere near the New Zealand team. I mean, I, I just, you should try it. Look it up. Yo-yo test. It's an absolute killer. Anyway, we're not on to talk about uh, tests. Uh, fitness tests, we're on to talk about week 14. So, guys, really, it was certainly a moving day, and it turned out to be that. Air got the better of, of Kelburn in, I think, an important game. I think next week's game is even more important, Mike, but we'll come to that. Fergus Lee ending West's hopes of the league is my bet. Langside certainly making things a little bit dicey for Sterling. Uh, Prestwick lose to Clydesdale to open the door for Fergus Lee, and then Adi see off a Dumfries side. So I'll go through, as we will do, just the usual games. And then what I'd like to, to talk about is, are, are Sterling too good to go down? Um, have Prestwick blown it? Um, and we'll talk a little bit about the WDCU and the fact that um, they've all resigned and who on earth are they going to find to re-elect and what does that mean for the proposed structure for next season? So have a little think about that. Um, we'll crack ahead first of all, Mikey. Air to Kelburn um, looked on the face of it um, – sorry, yeah, looked on the face of it relatively straightforward. Would, would that be – Fair comment. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I, I, yeah, Kelburn. We knew that they were they were the only side that was last year, um, and that we would we would have to play well considering we were on a pretty poor run of form. Um, so yeah, it was pleasing. It was good. We we shuffled it about a little bit. I went back up to the top of the order, and I think that um, that helped us out um, and push Lloyd down a little bit just to try and. Um, give him a bit more, a bit more of a chance through the middle, and uh, David Mikey Miller's really, um, really coming into his own in the last few weeks. As a, as, as I'm seriously impressed with him as a, as a batsman. He's, um, he's, I mean, as Viado, Viado, tell you batted well against Fergusley, um, and he just, he just destroyed the, the two Kelburn spinners, um, yeah. and he, he basically he turned the game from us being on top to. To the game being out of out of reach for Kelburn basically single-handedly, which which is is um, Mikey Mikey would probably said and would admit that that's not something he thought he would be able to do. He didn't think he would ever really be able to change your game with a bat, um, but he's worked really hard and and he's he's managed to do that for us. So it's really pleasing. 
when he his time at West, he was very much a confidence player, um, and you know I think he did get given a chance at West. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But just for whatever reason, it just didn't click for him. But he's the type of guy that once he gets in, you know, if he keeps yeah. his head, he can score quickly. Yeah, I think I think Mikey is is he's someone who's just needed to be told that he can play cricket. I think he's when as as someone who sweeps and, and plays spinners as well as he does, I think he's he's never been told to play his best shots against the spinners. He's always been told that he can't get out playing sweep shots and he can't get out playing reverse sweeps. Um, and we've basically just given him a bit of a license and said, look, you you've got to score runs, you've got play your best shots and he's taken that with both hands mm-hmm. and he's yeah, I'm going to really run with it here um, and like I said Saturday was the kind of was the the real start of what I think he can he can start to really be a really impactful batsman for us Yeah, He's a better player playing positively isn't he? Yeah, so he, he, is. opened, he opened for West and, and you know technically maybe struggled a wee bit you know he would get out LBW an awful lot I always thought but first time I saw him against us around cup game for press week when he was maybe only 18 or so 19 and he was scooping guys you know just like oh yeah, yeah. but positive player yeah so you scored 267 and Kelburn I think again is, is getting to the stage now where Kelburn you know they've got 20 odd percent if they don't start winning having said that they're only two games shy and, and if they do a, a Dumfries and, and put two They've really got to win two games on the, on the spin. They've got to go to Fergus Lee next week. I can't honestly see them winning there. Um, Fergus, any any thoughts on that? They've already beaten Fergus this year. Yeah, no, we know that. But, I mean, <clears throat> Riyadh, you're not going to let slip against Kelburne having, you know, disposed of West and disposed of, of Presswick. It's, it's, Fergus Lee are in a different position at the moment than they were when they played Kelburn first time round. Yeah, uh, it's still, it's still going to be a tough game. Uh, I don't think it's just going to be a case of we're going to rock up there and do the job. Um, yes, we were in a different position, um, but you almost think like there's maybe maybe a bit more pressure now going into the final stretch, yeah. and that could play differently on on people's heads. Um, on the basis that the door is definitely open now for you guys. Well, it's a straight running. Yeah. So, you know, whoever keeps winning, uh, whoever wins the league, season wins the league. Um, as simple as that. Um, and that brings a different pressure. Maybe helps us slightly because we were in that position last year um, and lost it on the final day. So hopefully we learn from that. Um, but yeah, I, I think Kelvin... Kelvin are always very up for a game against Ferguson, whether they know they're about to get relegated or or not. Um, and equally, so should we be. Okay, yeah, I think they're always dangerous as a as a side that are a bit wounded, um, and I think they they might have the the kind of view that they've got nothing to lose now. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, like I said, I mean, I'm only a little bit tongue in cheek saying they beat them earlier. Ferguson are, are everyone's favourites, um, and that's that's clear. Ferguson are a, are a top side, um, but I just think Kelburn can be dangerous when when the chips are down. 
you've got that thing. Or some, you know, there's a couple of ex-Ferguson boys in there. It's a kind of local derby. A one-off. One-off. Who knows what the weather will do. All that stuff comes into it. And when you're Riyadh right now, the last thing you want anybody telling you is you just need to roll up, Johnny. So let's talk Fergus Lee West. Um, we were playing uh, in the reverse fixture at Hamilton Crescent, came off, and you thought 50 for zip, they're going well, and then the next time we hear it, we're six down for 90 or something like that. Um, it, it looks as if they gave you a little bit of a fright, Riyadh. Um, you seem to be going okay with Moses, looking in the driver's seat, and then a couple of wickets, and, and it was all to play for. Um, well, I'm not sure about whether Moses was in the driver's seat. Uh, I think he got a three or four ball duck. Did he? I thought he got 40. Oh, he did. No, sorry, it was Tamur. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they started off really well. Uh, I thought uh, Gaff bowled really nicely. Um, I bowled okay. Um, but uh, who's the, the opener, the Colgan? Tom. Tom, Tom Colgan. Yeah. Really good batter, isn't he? Um, was, was quite positive. Uh, struck the ball really cleanly, um, and they were they were going at nearly fives in the first ten. Um, and it's actually quite quite funny. So the um, the Junaid, what's his name? Yes, Junaid. Yeah, yeah. Junaid Malik, keeper. Yeah, so he opened, um, and. At one point towards the end of, like close towards the end of the first 10, he got hit in the rubs by Gaff. Um, so there was a little break. And then a few balls later, he tried to tra- take a single, got sent back, slipped, um, and did something to his knee. And this was after uh, Tom got run out. Oh, right. So did something to his knee and then asked for a runner. So there was this long break and we had to get the groundsman on to paint lines on the square so the umpires could see where right, right. momentum running. lost yeah and two balls later he hit it straight to cover out so yeah. him and Tom had to walk off so Tom had to walk off within the space of two overs twice <laughs> uh, so don't think he was too happy about that um, but yeah no I think like we just kept on taking wickets in that first half which was good uh, they were always going to fight back. It's the type of team they were, they are. Um, and equally for us, I thought the more was mature, classy, um, very dominant. Um, Omi walked in and you know whacked a few about. Arun walked in and smashed three sixes, um, and then got out. Um, I never really felt nervous. Right up until when uh, Hassan Khan got out, and we had Daud and and Kazim left. Um, Daud went in with Tamar. Um, yeah, I sort of got a little bit fidgety there, but again, uh-huh. Tamar calm and collected. Slog sweep for six, game over. Because he's not not that he's been struggling. I think he's on about three seven four for the season, but he started off like a rocket, and he's maybe last. Three, maybe knocks. He's, he's not done so well, so he'd be pleased to get back in with a, a 50 and a 65 not out and get you guys over the line. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's really good um, in, in those situa- situations and he's shown before 
that he can chase really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think you know, week on week he's get, he's getting more, he's becoming more and more mature, understanding his game and knowing what he's capable of, but also knowing when the right time it is to to sort of have a go and be a bit more aggressive, which he likes to do. Yeah, because you're looking at these stats there, he's 65, comes off 95 balls at 68. So, I mean, that's a mature innings, just anchoring the thing. So so that's that, that's great to see um, somebody coming in at four and then, as I say, doing a walk-off. There's nothing better than you knowing as a, as a batter that you've pretty much won the game for your team and, and you get the the accolades of, of walking off with, with everybody cheering. That's, uh, that's great. It's the kind of thing that you always remember. Yeah. Um, good, good stuff. Okay. Um, so that's that. And you reckon it's now just a two horse race. Open that up to everybody. Paddy. Uh, <clears throat> looks that way. Looks that uh-huh. way. Um, a lot can still happen in the next four games. You know? Yeah. I think if Fergus Lee weren't playing against Presswick the last game of the season, then you might think, you know what, you know, things could still happen. But I just think that the fact that, that both of them have got to play against one another, um, I think in my mind leaves it in a two horse, a two horse race. Um we'll open it up now. And I asked at the top of the show, are Sterling too good to go down? And the reason why I ask that is because if you look at the stats and the uh, the batters, I think they've got three of the top five in batters. They've got Brandon on six oh five, Tony Dunford on five five six, Manas Sahar six five six. They've lost a couple of games where you've just thought, how on earth have you lost those games? Two spring to mind, both at Sterling, but they are down amongst the dead men. Um, as far as the table is concerned. And if you look at who they've got to play, they've got a horror show of a run-in. I think those boys are too good to get down, certainly, Johnny, but I don't think Sterling are too good to get down. Um, it's You know, they're, they're very, very, very top-heavy. Like, incredibly so, top-heavy. The tail starts at five, you know. Uh-huh. So what are you saying here? What are you saying here, Brian, that if Sterling, if Sterling go down, then those three won't be playing at Sterling next year? Not at all, Johnny. I, no. No, I'm pulling your leg. Um, club guys, but I, you would say that they're too good to go down. They're, they're serious players, the three of them. Um, mm-hmm. And Tweeds is a good cricketer, does a great job for them. Um, Amos Shazad's a good player as well. Uh-huh. But beyond that, they, they struggle. They really struggle. Anybody, that, anybody else? Bad. Mike, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, their stats don't don't lie in terms of, of how their team is set up. Um, you see them every week. They're, they're 200 for two or 200 for three and struggling to make anything past 230, 240, really. Um, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. I mean, I think and it, it puts more pressure on them, um, Brandon and Dunford. So, like I said, when we play Dunford, he well against us, but he faced 150 balls and hit 110 not out. I think there's a knowledge that they are quite top heavy so they're reluctant to be maybe as aggressive as as they can to then win a game so I think it's a bit of a catch-22 they, they're not enough to to win games it's kind of changed the way they play you know you're talking about having uh, Mikey Miller coming in and, and taking a game away from teams well these guys have got to do it all on their own 
you know, there's a good volley there for everyone. You always feel as if when you're playing against them that, uh, okay, they could be 180 for three, but they could be 200 all out, you know. Yes. And where they're at. So I think it makes them quite difficult for them to set up and, and have a plan. Um, I guess they've just got to go all out from here on in and just say, well, do you know what? We've nothing to lose. It's things stand. That's what yeah. I'm doing for the Stirling. The batting, but the three of them bowl 30 overs every week for them as well. So their running is they play the Dale, uh, Parry next week. You're at home against Stirling, and then they've got Presswick at uh, Stirling. They've got Dumfries at thankfully at Stirling, and then they've got Air um, away. So you know it's all top five clubs that they're playing. Um, and if you compare that with, say, for example, as I said on the Twitters this morning, you're probably looking at two going down from three. But if, if Mikey, if, if you don't do the business against Langside, you guys could get dragged into it and then it becomes two, for, two from four. So next week, your game against Langside is, is absolutely huge. Yeah, as we know that, but uh, yeah, I think we... We're aware of what we can bring to the to the game, and um, we've got to work really hard. Flying side of proving that they're a, they're a good side, but at home uh, we've already beaten yeah. them pretty up um, at home on a on a pitch and a, a deck that we are familiar with. I think um, I think we definitely back ourselves. We are not we are not worried about that at the moment. Good, and you've got uh, you've got them. They're coming down to you. Is that right? Yeah, they're at us on Saturday, and then we've got Grange on the Sunday. And that's the that the semi, is it? The Scottish Cup semi? Yeah, semi. Excellent. And are you going through to Port Gower Place or are they coming down to air? Yeah, they are coming to air. All right, okay. Good. Good. Exciting stuff. Um, yeah. And you're gonna be full strength for that? Uh yeah, we're Andy's Andy's away. Um, but we should be, we should have Hamza back. Um and we should be, yeah, we should be full strength. Good. That's excellent. Uh, I'm just pulling up the results. Uh, so Sterling against Langside. Sterling um, tumbled to 87 all out and, and Langside got that four down. So as I say, um, Langside really have, have pulled it pulled it back and uh, are now probably looking better. I think their, their run-in is easier than Sterling. So uh, it, it's, it's going to be interesting uh, seeing the last four games of the season as to how Sterling go. Um, let's talk Prestwick, Clydesdale. Great result for, from, for you, Paddy. I guess the second half of the season, you'd be wishing that you'd had the second half, the first half. You've, you've been playing some really good cricket. Uh, yes. I mean, to be honest, our first, uh, like the, the first half of, or the first five or six games in each round have been the easier games. Still, latter half, which was more difficult. Like the running we've got now, Sterling, Ayr, Fergusley, Uddingston, those are the games we, we lost. So Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a good performance on Saturday and kind of like we've been pretty inconsistent this year and we've been waiting for a good performance like that, which we, you know, where we actually bowled well and batted decently. Um, so, yeah, it was good to, you know, made it a bit more interesting in the league running, I suppose. And then you chased that down and, and just as Tamur batted, well, Youngie got to 64, 113 balls and, and just uh, saw it home for you guys. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a, 
bit of a tricky wicket. Um, different to a normal press week wicket in that I was doing a bit for this, like with a new ball. A bit of grass on it? And then spinners and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And actually wasn't that, you know, threatening with spin, to be honest. So um, he kind of got through that initial stage and then, uh, to, yeah, was obviously young. He's extremely sensible in all aspects of life. So he was just sensible to batting as well. And he's he's got back into the top 10. He's, he's had a good season. That's fine. Yeah, very good. Very good, yeah. Very consistent. Um, yeah, and, and kind of a few like you know match winning knocks mm-hmm. as well. Not just you know the guys at Sterling will be happy to be up there, but they've lost a lot of the games. They've got those runs in, whereas you know he's got runs in games of one. Yes, the games that that, that matter. Good stuff. Um, and then Presswick, he just they did. They they looked really really good. Um, and then just suddenly they, they seem to have have just gone off the boil at the at the wrong time. Um, put that down to anything, or just you guys played well in a in a close game and they just the luck didn't go with them. Yeah, that, yeah, I think we we played pretty well to be honest. It wasn't as if they chucked it away or anything. There was a few runouts in their innings, two or three, I think. Uh, right. That doesn't help. Um, but no, I just think to be honest, when we played them before, they I think they won by one wicket earlier in the season. Yes, and we were just like two decent teams playing against each other. It could go one way, could go the other. Uh huh. But I mean, there's they'll still be they're still in a pretty decent position, knowing that if they win all their games, they can win the league. So, well, I think everybody, all the all the all the other uh, eight teams, other than Fergus Lee, I think would be in. We'd rather be in that position than the position that they currently find themselves in. Their their run in is uh, they've got Dumfries again. That could be a tricky one for them, mainly because it's down in Dumfries, and Dumfries have, have shown to be very strong at home. Then they've got Stirling County going up uh, to Stirling. They've got the the Derby, the Perth, the um, Ayrshire Derby. Uh, again, that could be a sort of Fergus Lee Kelburn encounter where you just you don't know what could happen there and then the biggie's obviously going to be round 18 final game of the season Fergus Lee at, at Prestwick so I think from a confidence point of view they've got to clearly got to start start winning and, and that's going to happen at, at Dumfries um, I think if, if they don't win at Dumfries then that really does leave the, the door open for, for Fergus Lee um, anybody got any other thoughts about Presswick and, and going off the boil, Brian? Nah, I just think, I mean, it's all tough games, isn't it? And as we said, the league, certainly top five or six teams, anybody can beat anybody in a day. So I don't think it's as straightforward as it might have been last year where, oh, we're going to get to this absolute, you know, playoff game. Uh-huh. I just don't see it happening that way. You could potentially see both teams lose another game and if they do lose you know if, if Fergus Lee and um, Presswick both lose this weekend there's no saying that uh, Clydesdale and West might not step into it but I can't see that but I can see another another upset along the way I just don't think it's that straightforward it, it's going to be tough all the way to the end So if you had 50 quid to put on a long shot who would you put it on? Fergus Lee No a long shot <laughs> I'll buy Fergus. I, I genuinely think Fergus have been the best. Right. Team. You know, maybe harsh and Presswick, but when you look at the, the lineup and 
you know, take folks to the university. Right. Okay. Okay, Doc. Um, so we will move on. And what have we got? Your game, I think, Briebs. Let's have a chat about that. I think that's the last one that we've got to go through. I'm just getting that up. Well, we're around 14. Let's take that out. Presswick. Uh, yes. So you guys at uh, Daddy. Um, so tell me a little bit about that then. One by seven wickets. So you chased down again in, in jig time, 40 overs, Dumfries. Fair to say that they don't like travelling? Uh, you know, Dumfries, Dumfries were decent. Um, it was a 45-over game. It was a bit of, we a, bit of a rain delay rain for about 45 mm. minutes from about, I don't know, quarter to 12 or something. Wow. So rain delay, out of nowhere sort of thing. Um, so 45 overs started the back of one. Um, they won the toss and batted. I would have bowled all day long, I think. Just, just yeah. Thought, quite fancied it. Um, thought the pitch would only get better, sort of thing. Um, they, they sort of started slowly. Our openers were good. Um, Abdul's been been really good this year. He did a real good day against uh, Clydesdale. He's just been really, really consistent. That's tight. His seven only going for 13. That's aye, what we want, eh? Aye, really, really good. Um, at the other end, young Tam Wilmot bowled really well. Both. He's, he's done well. He's just improved as the season's gone on and, and learning every game. So so he's he's got a wicket um, in the first 10 or so. That, you know, they've been looking good after that. Chris Bellwood's a good player. Makes a huge difference for Dumfries coming in at three. Um, and... Uh, our lefty Zishan's walked away for you know with three for sixteen in the middle. Yeah, um, he's done really really well this year for us. Sort of getting his rewards. Jesse Smith got an eighty. Um, Saw that. Hits a clean ball, really clean ball. Um, had a couple in you near know, like the Tesco car park. To be perfectly honest, so um, batted beautifully. Brian, sorry, Brian. Do you not think he's batting far too low for them? I, no, not, it worked out okay on Saturday. So he's coming in at five, right? So I would I agree. Give you, I could give him in at three. I don't know. I he's, think it's, I think it's a bit of depth at the other end, though, Mikey. Like, so, Aye. you know, they've got young boys down the bottom. So I, I don't think they're going to get a lot. I'm maybe out of seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Uh-huh. Um, so, I think every, t- every time you see them play, he's getting like 60 not out. Whereas um, I think I think he's he's good enough to, he's good enough to score 120, 130 and just win he, them the game in that half. He's one of those guys I think like he's a hitter. He, he hits a clean ball. So when he's playing our spinners, he's hitting them. He's not necessarily manipulating the ball or yeah. whatever else. He's a hitter. Um but he's a he's a good player, he's a good cricketer. He didn't bowl on Saturday. He he said above an Achilles problem, he was saying. So he's not bowled the last couple of weeks. Don't know where he bowls this week or not, um, but they miss him with the ball, miss him big time with the ball. I think we were able to chase kind of comfortably um, with a, a reasonable start. I waste didn't get many. Um, Fergus got 40 odd opening, a man got 40 odd at three. Harry Singh batted five and is honestly in the form of his life, having, I think, played three games for us in the ones this year. He's, he's, he's smacking fours, 11 fours he's hit in that 67. Aye, um, and gone at almost a run a ball. Yeah, yeah, ninety eight. He he took a screaming catch at slip. So we, we've missed we've missed the sort of Harry and Gav kind of steady and influence, you know, in the middle. But you know, you, you kind of keep the same team forever, sort of thing. 
Um, so it's been right, and Harry wants to play with his, his boy in the tours, and you know he does a lot of coaching and things like that. So he, um, I think he quite fancied it the last few weeks. <laughs> so he, he batted beautifully here as well, I know. And uh, yeah, Saturday was, I've just never seen Harry play like that. It's, Harry was a, I've always known Harry as an opener or a really steady number three who, when he got in, had some gears and stuff, and you know, could play, could really play. But the way he's batting at the moment, he's, he's just in a different level. He reckons he wants to play twos again on Saturday, though, so we've got a job on our hands. I think I think we are there. Yes, well, yeah, make sure that he plays once. We don't want him against us <laughs> in the twos. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'd probably get none, but hey, that's how it goes. Um, but Harry was great, so it was a real, a real comfortable chase for us. You know that way where you're chasing and the guys are just ticking and it, it it looks like you're in control all the way through. That That's how we felt. Um, Dumfries missed Jesse, I think. Um, tried badly with the ball. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good stuff. Um, right, WDCU. Um, there's five elected, I think, on the on the main committee and then seven on, on, on the, the, the games committee. So I think all 12 will have gone. Is that, am I reading that correctly? If the, of the, of the app all gone? No, they're not going. They're going to resign at the earliest possible opportunity or I guess it'll get to the EGM in November or whatever it is and, and people have an opportunity to vote new people in. But um, I the you know, they made a statement and said they unreservedly apologise or, or whatever yeah. word. Um, yeah, yeah. Made the right noise, I think. I was at the um, Western Western Cup final on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and Peter Hemsey was presenting the trophy and he said that there's just maybe three or four of them who are staying on to kind of I'm run it sure. like a skeleton on a skeleton basis until they come up with a plan, I suppose. But right. there's a few of them who will keep things ticking over. And, it, and is that plan coming from from whom? From Cricket Scotland or from Sports Scotland? They've had no guidance or That's very, all. very little guidance. So I, I've got a wee bit of insight. I was in the disciplinary and appeals committee, believe it or not. And I'd been asked to join it in December. Myself and Ricky had joined it. Never sat in anything, never involved in anything. A wee bit of insight, you know, the way the guys were speaking, and guys don't know what they've kind of been accused of to a point. Now they understand that it's not good, and they understand the need to be absolutely open and honest. But they haven't had a lot of dialogue, which is a shame because there's people there that are volunteers doing their best. Yes, it has to change. Yes, on behalf of the organisation, they have to act and apologise. But they're not getting a lot of support. So that's that's a pity. It's a shame, and you know, got to keep it going. Got to make sure that the season plays out and the things there for next year and the next year and the next year. So on the basis that there are twelve elected committee members there, okay, and let's just assume for one moment that they step aside. Are there twelve other people who are prepared to put in the time, the effort for no money at all? And I'm thinking, and we we spoke about this at West at the, the weekend. I'm thinking, if you get rid of, if they all resign, where are the other twelve coming from? And, I, and, I, and I'm just, I'm slightly concerned. I hope that there are twelve people who are prepared to say, you know what, 
I'm prepared to do a job. I've been sitting in the shadows for too long and this is now my moment. Um, yep. But it's a thankless task and it's a lot of time and effort um, to, to, to do that. And I, I just, I, I hope to goodness that there are 12 people out there or more than 12 who are prepared to stand uh, stand for for office. So, so by and large, that, that's it. You know, these, these people are doing a thankless job. They're absolutely amateurs. There's no suggestion they get it right all the time or they get it wrong all the time. I would argue with them all day long on some points. I mean, the, the effort to try and get the, the coloured clothes was just ridiculous. We had mm-hmm. Just ridiculous. But somebody else has got to stand up and sort out the fixtures and, and do all of the detail and, and all that stuff. It's, it's the right, a thankless task. Um, and I certainly wouldn't want to be in their position given what's happened in the last month. Well, mm-hmm. last month. Yeah you, can, yeah, you can make the argument that everybody leaving actually makes it a bit more of an inviting environment for somebody else to join, because I think, um, you know, joining a committee where everyone else on it is a 60-year-old white guy That's isn't particularly fact. appealing to some people, whereas if it's a totally blank slate and you're starting with brand new people, then maybe it'll make it more of an attractive opportunity. And, and, and that's where I wonder somebody like Sports Scotland has to come in and do a sort of interim job with a framework and then work towards that that framework. Yeah, they'll, do that. they'll do that at Cricket Scotland, but I, I don't know whether they'll do that at, at WDCU. You, you're right, Paddy, but, but what you need to do is keep some form of governance and some form of structure and, and some people there on an interim basis devoting their time to it that, that are going to see that transition. It's just very, very difficult. You can't. You know, it has to change because it has to change and because it's been exposed as, as not being fit for purpose, so fine. But you're right, you've got to find other people and you've got to transition it and, and do all that stuff. Okay. Um, and we'll put your name forward, Johnny. What's that? We'll put, your name, we'll put your name forward. If somebody asked me to do that and I said, listen, I'm running today. I've got far too busy doing other things. Um, but, aha, uh-huh, I just... I think it's it's a, it's gonna be hell a hell of a difficult. Um, any thoughts on um, the interview that Sky that the interim CEO did, where he didn't apologise on camera? I, I just I, I couldn't understand why he wasn't prepared to do that on camera, and it was just it just left such a bad taste. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, for Christ's sake, what, I mean, I, with my sorry, legal man. hat on, I immediately thought, have the lawyer said, listen, for goodness sake, you can't do that because you might leave yourself open to some sort of litigation. And then I just thought, for God's sake, you know, 488 incidents, why can you not just say? I mean, it was just, it was excruciating. I don't know, any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. The the only thing I thought was that it, it must just make them liable for to uh, that they are guilty if if they maybe still want to to put in a challenge or that's the only thing I could think about it like that they that they t- just didn't want to admit sure, guilty. Sure that didn't make sense to me. But surely no. some prepared words though that that wouldn't mean that you're admitting any liability for anything other than. The I, it was, it was such a tough watch, man. It was horrendous. Oh. The whole thing's been 
been difficult, you know. I, I went to the game yesterday and strange, you know, there's, there's people that are there's people that are concerned for their jobs and all that stuff. It's it's very, very difficult. Um but they should have apologized. I just I just couldn't un- couldn't understand couldn't understand it. Couldn't understand and and then what and then apologizing two days later. I mean thinking what, what who's advising these people? Uh, so the, he's a Sports Scotland guy, he's a plant from Sports Scotland, so surely I don't know, but, but the guy's only been there two weeks because the last interview right. guy handed over to him. But it was the most But it was the it was the no, most it was the other interim guy. It was another guy before Gordon uh, Arthur. It was, was the it? most uh, it was the most important two minutes in in in, in Scottish cricket. I never thought and, I would, and they dropped the ball. I just I never thought I would be watching Sky Sports News and the ticker tape. The first thing you see on it was breaking news, WDCU, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. I just uh... anyway, lots of work to do for sure. Lots of work to do, and, and uh, but it should yeah. all be conciliary, shouldn't it? It should all be to the positive. We can't change the past. Let's let's move on. Let's make sure yeah. whatever happens moving forward is right, and and make sure that can not be a repeat of this. No. I think that that's going to be the key there, Brian. I think like <laughs> you know you. You want to make sure you're you're taking the right steps to go forward, um, but at the same time, do good people deserve to lose their jobs because of what's gone on in the past? You know that's always that's such a, such a gray area, such a difficult thing to to sift through and and work out exactly. You know. Uh, who's, who's the good one who's sport. the bad ones I think it's you, you know and then it comes down to the decisions you make do we do we go down um, a route of that they did in South Africa for example where you know a certain percentage of be it a team an organisation needs to reflect the demographics you <laughs> It's, it's hard. I, I don't know what the right answer would be. I think, have we got everybody back in? No party yet, I don't think. I've just, I've asked him, yeah, he's going to come back in two minutes. So I think it's important. I've got the recording back on. Um, we'll go for as long as, as we want, but I think it's a, such an important issue that, that we um, we have a, a, at least a, you know, a decent long chat about it. So, um Ria, just before we were were cut off, you were just saying that you know it, it it's important to be conciliatory, and you were talking about the South African experience. Yeah, I think like you know that that and if we look at South Africa um, and and sort of what they went through in the past and how they tried to, to correct that, to a certain extent, I could understand it. Um, but then on the other hand, you know, it, it ended up being you're, you're basically filling positions because you're trying to meet a percentage. Um, and I just hope that whoever's going to take over from whether it be the WDCU or, or Cricket Scotland really looks in depth into what happened or what is happening uh, in South Africa and try and try and learn from that and not repeat 
mistakes that they made. Um, I, think, I think we played two different games almost in either side of the country. So in the West, you would argue that cricket is the most diverse sport in the country. In the East, less so. Um, there's no way that any of us could ever turn anyone away from a cricket club because we're playing a minority sport at the end of the day. Anybody that walks through the door is going to be encouraged and they're going to be given every opportunity to enjoy the facilities, to enjoy the environment and to succeed. Right. And I think if you look at any of our teams, that's not, you know, there's not, that's not in question. There's no undertone there at all. And I think that goes for every club in the west of Scotland. Um, but it doesn't happen in the East, and it's different because it's the FP teams, and there's, you know, it's just different. But we've 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 got it, you know, and and I don't think anyone's looked at that very closely, nor have they thought actually. Well, let's look at Clydesdale and where Clydesdale is in the community, and the, you know, what they've done since the seventies at Clydesdale. I don't think anyone's really taken that into account. Um, again, you can't argue the rights and wrongs of the report or people's personal experiences, but you know you have to take that sort of thing into account and consider what we actually might be doing pretty well or reasonably well. Um, where it falls down, we've spoken about selection, selection of people before. You know, fine, that that needs to be looked at, but that that's not for any of us to consider. All you've got to make sure, first and foremost, is your your, your club's in the right order. You know, and I, I don't even know. I think you look at it. I spoke to Ricky about it last week, and we actively try to write a, you know, a, a proper diversity and inclusion process that we would then deliver to all of the guys and all of the teams. And you're covering off a multitude of things, but I think that's what we've all got to do because our eyes are wide open to this now. And if you don't, something happens. You're complicit. It's the only way you've got to. It's the only thing you've got in your armory to to deal with it. That's a wee bit of time. Yeah. Okay. Um, anybody else want to, to say anything, Mikey? Paddy? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's... What what I would try and, try and take from it is that, obviously, the findings are, are horrendous and harrowing, but let's, let's try and use that now as something that can be taken forward and something that we can we can say right let's let's learn from the mistakes that have been made and let's let's try and let's try and ensure that something that this instance or the the things that have been happening never happen again um, yeah. in our sport because because it shouldn't happen and like Brian says that the the experiences that I've had playing cricket in the west of Scotland have been have been incredible and the amount of people that I've met and made friends with and that that I would never have made friends with if I didn't play cricket is, is incredible. Um right, and that that doesn't happen in, in loads of other sports. So how can how can we take the good things that we've got in the sport and and make sure that it's a really safe, a really inclusive and and a really kind of a really protected environment for everyone that's in it. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, good the, words. The, the, only th- 
thing that I would add, that, add to that as well is that the, pe the people who've been affected by this have to be part of that process of how we get better. It can't yeah. just be like... Um, yeah, can't be me making that decision. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. not qualified to speak about it. That's yeah. that's a long short of it. So you've got to you've got to understand it from everyone's perspective, and you know, regardless of what opinion you might have on any individual or set of circumstances, people have got to have the ability to speak about it, and people, you know, learn from it. Can't happen again. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at the same time, the, the, the day after the report, we, we had training, and our evening league team were playing East Ren. And uh, there was about 30 guys at training. And I was looking around the ground thinking you'd be hard pushed to find a more diverse group of people anywhere in the country at the moment. So, yeah. um, and I mean, diversity through race, but also diversity through education, you know, everything. So a lot of work to do, but there's a lot of things to celebrate as well, I think. Completely. And I think cricket in the West changed, changed a lot since I started playing, even to the point where you would say, Cricket in the West is almost a working class game. By comparison to Edinburgh, it's a working class game. Mm -hmm. You look at the clubs, I don't yeah. know, Clydesdale, obviously, that's a given. Um, <laughs> but you but you look at you look at Fergusley, you look at Kelburn, you look at Addingston, Trimpelia, you know, all of the works teams and whatever else. These are guys from we local communities that I that was a spot, you know, the club was a, a sort of a working man's club and you know, so it's not the game that people perceive it to be, and it's not the environment people perceive it to be. Um, played Scotland age group cricket, and I, I guess I played with guys like, like Gordon Drummond and uh, Alan Duncan from Fruke and, and boys from Abroath and, and so on and so forth. And we were like, you know, people would ask us what school you went to, but they asked me that. <laughs> you know, that wasn't the environment that we came from. So you did come, it was just very, very different. But you mixed and you learned and, you, you know, as Mikey says, you make friends with people who you would probably never come across had it not been through cricket. So <laughs> it's quite a nice environment, I always thought. And this is sad. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of work that requires to be done with regards to the overall framework. And I think that if they can put the framework in place and encourage as bigger diversity to go for election, but the framework is, is the key. If they, if they haven't done the work on the framework, to me, that, that's really, really important. Maybe it needs to revert a little bit, and actually maybe it needs representation from every club initially to kick off. Maybe, maybe it's something like that to make sure that everyone feels included and represented. Uh, yeah, I think, I think like that, like representation from every club is the beginning of more diversity um, and I think that that's where that's maybe a really good starting point so that every club is held and people from every club are held no matter no matter who or or where they are um, and I think that that could be a very basic sort of beginning that the WDCU or, or whoever it is Sports Scotland that could take that that could start the kind of ball rolling well Ultimately, we've got a common goal here, regardless of what happens or what I might have said to Paddy the last time I played against him or <laughs> Mikey when I'm whispering his ear and I'm standing up for stumps. Ah, we, we, we want to play cricket. We want yeah. a game to flourish. We want our teams to succeed. We want to bring kids through. We want to do all 
the good things for you know the good of it, and we do it because you know that's that's what we do. That's our passion. So surely, to God, we can get our heads together and, and make it work. Well, let's hope so. I want to just um, wind it up there, guys. Thanks very much for for coming on, Brian, Michael, Riyad, and and Patrick. Um, really pleased that we were able to have this conversation. I think when I was down at the club at the weekend, there was a lot of guys saying, "Listen, it, it, it's." out there you need to talk about it uh, and I think it was important that that we aired um, our thoughts on that so really appreciated that, that you guys have come on and, and been um, as honest forthright um, as as you've been all, all season so thanks very much for that all right guys listen best best of luck um, a big big uh, weekend, uh, we've got uh, Dumfries uh, at Prestwick, we've got Kelburn at uh, Kelburn Fergus Lee in the Paisley Derby, Clydesdale at Stirling, Uddy against West and Ayr against Langside. Guys, all the best and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Thanks so much. Cheers, boys. Some gin and juice, but I really don't wanna.